You haven't really had a good cry on this show in a while. I mean, like, Who's how last I, time how I, I did I pluck it? your heartstrings and make you shed a few? I'm the new crier. <laughs> Travel back in time to the 80s. Reliving the music. Everybody have fun tonight. Everybody wang chung tonight. <laughs> the movies. Yes! 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 Oh! 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 I'll have what she's having. And the parties. No one in my family ever drinks. That's great. You've probably never run out of ice your whole life. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Sure, it's not 1985 right now. But who knows what tomorrow will bring? Is this on? Here we go. Oh, ho, ho, it's Steve. No, that's not it. God, how do I introduce the show? It's, um, ha, <laughs> Steve, no, it's not that either. Hey, Spears, what's up? You ready to record? Let's go, baby. I, I don't want to admit this, but it's been a while. I don't even remember how to introduce the show. What are you talking about, baby? It's your trademark. Hey, hey, come on. Give me one. Give me one. Try it. Hola, amigos. No, it's... no, no. Don't screw with the recipe, baby. We got a good thing going here. Come on. Come on. Give me here. Listen, listen to me. Hey, 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 hey. hey. It's Steve Spears with TampaBay.com. You're back, baby. You're back. Let's do this. Hey, hey, welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your host, Steve Spears with TampaBay.com, and we are back with another glorious episode of 80s News Now. With me, as always, I can't even think of a uh, snarky nickname for him today. I'm just glad to see him through the magic window pane again. Times pop music critic Sean Daly. We're back, baby. It's been a little hiatus, a little sabbatical, summer, a little siesta, if you will. Summer vacay. A summer vacay. And uh, now we're back with more uh, glorious content for Stuck in the 80s Nation. So what have you been up to for the month since we last uh, spoke into these uh, mysterious microphones? Uh, a grooming myself. Uh, you know, self-actualization, self-realization, self-pleasure. <laughs> A lot of self things. Yeah, I've locked myself away. I've, I'm like the razor's edge, baby. I went Ooh. on wanderlust. I've been to a lot of places, Steve Spears, but I've never been to me. <laughs> you were just at yourself last night, I think. <laughs> you and that. Uh, but now this is where that I sent this you. is real. I've I've wandered the globe like kung fu, and this is where I really want to be. Back with you and stuck yeah. in the 80s. 80s news now. Let's give them all the hot, pertinent news uh, that relates to something that happened 30 years ago. <laughs> Duran Duran has just announced a new fall tour of North America, and lucky us, it includes a stop here in Tampa Bay on October 10th at Clearwater's Ruth Eckerd Hall. Sean, my question to you, once I see this show and my life is complete, will you carry on the Stuck in the 80s legacy in my absence? Really? Was this, you're going to retire after Duran Duran show? I don't know. This is like number one on my bucket list. Here's my thing. How many times... 
the Will you cry at the Duran Duran show? You'll cry when they come out, yeah. right? And yeah. they usually come out with some something big, like will they open with like Rio or something like that? Or no, like no, they'll come out with. Um, I bet they open with uh, "All You Need Is Now." No, they'll then they'll go hit. into "Hungry Like the Wolf." I bet they open with a hit. Really, we'll see. I've seen them several times. As you well know, as I tell the story every day, I interviewed them at the top of the Sony building in um, New York City. So um, they're kind of old hat with me. But you, when you found out, I was sitting next to you. Of course, we have adjoining cubicles. And when you found out that they were coming, you were just, you were like, seriously, it sounded like you were like a 13-year-old boy on like Christmas morning or like an 11-year-old boy. I don't know why you're fixing on the age. <laughs> That's creepy. <laughs> no, you were like, no, you were like, Really? Is it really happening? No, it was so adorable. In fact, somebody from Ruth Eckerd Hall called me up and was telling me the story of telling you, and everyone was like, oh my God, he's flipping out. So yeah. I hope you get to do... It'd be nice if you could do announcements or have some sort of involvement. You should set up a Stuck in 80s booth outside uh, in the lobby and meet all your uh, your yeah, minions. you know, it's, it's not that I don't want to do that. It's just that I finally have this opportunity. Like, I'm not going to review this show. You're gonna, you'll probably review it for the same few times. And um, I, I want to experience this concert the way that I was meant to experience Duran Duran. Had I seen them when I should have back in 1984 on the Seven the Ragged Tiger tour. So short of actually getting Elisa to go with me again, um, I want to experience it as much as a fan as I can. We've taken so much time off from this show. I have no idea who Elisa, Elisa is. I've forgotten, I've forgotten she, every single story we've ever she, told on Elisa this. Elisa is the first girlfriend, the one I slept with. She's the one I became a man to. While the Thompson Twins Hold Me Now is playing in the background. Are you serious? Yeah. How come I never knew this? You know this. You just don't You don't pay attention. You listen. You, you know nod what? your head. And it goes yeah. right out the other ear. That's all right. My I name is Steve again. Spears, by the way. <laughs> Spears. Well, I've seen Duran Duran lots of times. A Duran Duran concert looks like a Duran Duran video. It's gonna. They're going to look handsome as hell. They're going to be all the lights and stuff, the bopping around. I mean, it's going to be a beautiful looking stage. And it's, the sound's going to be great because they're all really, really into that. They're perfectionists. It's going to be awesome. You're going to love yeah, it. Yeah. I don't even, I'm going to. It's going to be like a Gallagher show for me. I'm going to put like a uh, a hefty bag on myself or some sort of raincoat to keep myself dry from all your tears. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Is this my seat? No. <laughs> no! <laughs> I always saw myself dying at Thicker Hall, but never by my own hand. No, it'll be good. I'll I'll go with you. Yeah, be fun. That thing's going to sell out in a heartbeat. Yeah, it, t- tickets are uh, topping out at one fifty each, and I've already secured a pair for myself. So, whoa, you spent three hundred bucks on this yeah. show? Yeah, hell yeah. Are you kidding me? This is one of those shows. We're flying out to L.A. to see a concert, and those tickets are ninety dollars each. I thought you said there were sixty. I think they're ninety. Yeah, we'll give you the details on that later. But of course, our our, our Los Angeles trip is coming up on yeah, Labor Day yeah. weekend. That's another great show. Be, no bucket list uh, bands on that one. No. That doesn't matter. Duran Duran, ultimate bucket list band for me. But only the first 80s News Now bit. Here's some bizarre movie sequel news. The great Cameron Crowe, when asked if he'd consider a sequel to the John Cusack 1989 classic Say Anything, actually said yes. Crowe, out on the media trail to drum up publicity for his new Pearl Jam documentary, went into more detail on the idea of reprising the tale of Lloyd Dobler and Diane Court. This, according to Entertainment Weekly, was his quote. It's about the only thing I've written that I would consider doing that with. I've only th- I've thought about it from time to time and talked with John Cusack once and just said, this is the only story 
I might think there might be another chapter to it at some point. Sean Daly, good idea, bad idea. Horrible idea. Horrible, horrible idea. One, it reeks of desperation because Cameron Crowe has lost some luster and some clout. He probably thought, you know, he, you know, at a time it was talked about the next great wave of directors, but he had some stinkaroos. He's kind of fallen out of favor. Um, he has a movie coming out this Christmas. What uh, I bought a zoo. We, we, bought a we, zoo. we bought a zoo with yeah. Matt Damon. There's no buzz behind yeah, there's that. Little buzz. He said the zookeeper out. There's a lot of zoo movies. I'm done with zoos, you know? Water for elephants and stuff like that. So anyway, so this is I think this is a little bit of a hype. It's a little bit of a hype job. I don't think he would do that. And God, that this beautiful last last scene of say anything, like on the plane, you know? Waiting for like the the the, the seatbelt thing to right. go off. Well, you no, know you're nobody safe. thinks we're going to make it because actually you just told the story of every success story. Yeah, it's a great ending. It, it's meant to I not don't, have don't an ending. Sell, don't don't sell you that. And it's like what are they, they're they're together. They're having marital troubles. I mean, what are you going to do? You know, do we want to really see Lloyd Dobler needs to stay young? You know. No, Lloyd Dalber needs to wow. stay young and needs to stay in that in that pocket of time in our memory. Don't screw with this. I think '80s Nation. I know me. I need Lloyd Dobler to be forever, nineteen years old. Yeah. I mean, just like I wish the clock stopped in 1989 uh, when this movie was made. That's a eerie coincidence. I need Lloyd Dobler to to be in his trench coat, to to want to be a kickboxer because it's the sport of the future, you know. And I need him to take that leap of faith on the plane with Diane Court. I don't. I really don't want to know that. Twenty years in the future, he works for Tire Kingdom, right? You know, and that I can. I just bought a pair of Michelins. And off they them. got a divorce, and they have three kids. Or they have like Lloyd Junior now, and like and uh, they fight a custody over him. You I know? mean, I, listen, Cameron Crowe. He, I know he's a hero of yours, and I, and I love him as well. Like I'll read anything he he writes in Rolling Stone, and I'll see any movie he does. Uh, and so I, I have faith in him. Okay, and I'd be curious. To, it'd be fun to sit down and have a beer with Cameron Crowe and be like, "Let let me hear your idea for you know the Say Anything sequel." And who knows? He's such a brilliant guy that maybe he's thinking so far outside the box. Maybe he's got a really really neat idea about that. You know, you know? what I would do if I if I were forced to do it. If if I'm Cameron Crowe and my livelihood depends upon f- continuing that story somehow, the way I would do it is I would write a movie about people our age. And um, who are similar to to Dobler and Diane Court, but not those characters. And maybe they're, you know, like a parallel, a you, sort you, of sequel, right? Yeah, right. sort of sequel. It's not the same people, and maybe that, and so that it's it's similar enough, you know, kind of in a way that Pretty in Pink and um, some kind of Wonderful were were so similar in a way. They're almost like two mirror sides, image, yeah, mirror, mirror images. Yeah. I would do a mirror image of it, but I wouldn't bring back the same characters. And and because I would like to know, you know, in a well, way, I think he did that with Elizabeth Town. Didn't didn't he kind of address our generation with Elizabethtown? Yeah, what were we all going that's through? That's why. That's why I sob like a total wussy when I watch Elizabethtown. I don't understand why people. It's a very long movie. I understand you know why people don't like needs, it, but I you love know what the show misses is you crying. You haven't really had a good cry on the show in a while. I mean, like, how was the last time I, I, I pluck your heartstrings and make you shed a few? I'm the new crier. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to go into it. Yeah. Some um, people say we talk too much about our personal lives on this show. I say we don't talk enough. Yes. We don't talk enough. Yeah, I think Cameron Crowe, I, I say, um, you know. I don't, I don't even agree with, like, of all the movies he, he's done, I don't even agree with, like, that's the most sequel worthy. You know? 
Yeah, but it's the one where you truly don't. If you really want to talk about people growing up and, you know, you had singles, you know? Yeah. Now you have married. It's like if you really want to explore that. Or you could do almost famous, you know? What's Jerry Maguire doing? <laughs> you know, actually, you know, I mean, he wrote Fast Times at Richmond High. Yeah. Which um, just came out with a new special edition. Blu-ray. Right? Blu-ray. It's finally on Blu-ray. No special feature, so I won't be buying it. But I wouldn't mind seeing Jeff Spicoli 20 years later. Yeah, now that's... That'd be badass. You know, and I bet that even Mike though... Mike Ratner, you know... And I bet that, that would Sean Penn, for as surly and taciturn and churlish as he is, that... And even though... And he's always tried to, like, distance himself from the Spicoli role. I bet that's something that he would... He's so messed up and he's such a free thinker as well, he might think about that. It'd have to be a really black comedy for yeah. him. And my guess is that he's, like, running a pool company. You know, yeah, like he dark. cleans like pools, yeah. And you know, he just you know everywhere he goes. I mean, he's got the water, but it's not real water. See what I mean? See yeah, what I'm going yeah, here? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's move it on. Stand by me. The 1986 movie about a bunch of 12 year olds on a quest to see a dead body turned 25 years old this week. Is it just me, Sean? Or is this movie completely overrated? Underrated, I say. <laughs> I saw this movie in the theater with the late great John Daly, my father, and I loved it. I loved everything about it. I honest to God, it's a perfect can't little remember movie. A thing about it. People take shots at that last line. You know, we never have friends like we did when we were twelve. Jesus, does anyone that that thing? You know, it's a great line. It's a great line, though. I think it's the exact line in the novella that Stephen King wrote, but um. I love this. You're just such a weirdo. You don't like period pieces. Right. And it was in the 80s, even though it was set in the 60s, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you're like a, a... And yet you like World War II movies. You make no sense, Stephen Q. Spears. I don't have any None. nostalgia for the 60s. I don't, I don't, it's not my generation. And yet you had nostalgia for 1942? I, you know, not 1942, well, no, I, but no, war but, movies. For and some war reason. movies because you and your father shared that together, right. so I understand yeah, yeah. that. This is really like a shrink session today. Surely, don't bring my dad into it. You really well, think I, I my just, love of I war just, movies because my dad? Absolutely. Wow. I never, th- I never thought no, about that. No, it's how you bonded. Yeah. Because first, you don't like any other period pictures, and yet you love war movies. Huh. It's because you and your father shared it. Yeah. God. I didn't think yeah, about sorry. that. Do you want to take a break? No. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to cry. Heartstrings. Ding, ding, ding. Yes. Know. I'm like the great Santini. Come on, squirt oh. you Here they come. Yeah. Put your head on my shoulder. Um, here's my thing with Stand By Me. I, the, the, the final line has something to do with it. You know, you, know, you don't, you know, your friends who are 12 years old, you never forget them. I can't name one of my friends when I was 12 years old. And I wrote this on the blog the other day, and people just crucified me for that. One person's like, you're such a loser. If, oh or you must, God. you must have had one screwed up childhood if you can't remember who your friends are when you, when you were 12 years old. Yeah. I'm like, I, yeah, I, I got, I'm not, I don't think you're a giant loser at all, but I, I like, I, I remember my friends. Uh, you know, the friends that I remember when I was a kid were more like when I was 16 years old. And, and, and they're still my friends today. When I was 12, uh, I, mean, I was in middle school. Everyone's an a-hole in middle school. That's not true. Middle school is when, b- before we st- become a-holes. No. People are still nice to each other. No, that's elementary school. Here in Florida, Jeez, anyway. you go to, What, you got like, correctional? Oh, everyone I know turns into... You went into, to juvie? Was it no. tough in juvie for you? Everyone years? I know is a total a-hole when they're in middle school or, or junior high school, whatever you call it in your area of the, you know, area of the country. In Florida, it's called middle school. 
and that's why I don't think I remember it. But the, here's the other thing too: if I had written the movie, it would have lasted like thirty seconds. Right? Didn't you do like a, a mini version for film school? Didn't I did. You do a new. Would you like to see a clip of it? Yeah. Hey Spearsy, you want to go see a dead body? No, not really. That's kind of creepy. What do you want to do instead? Ah, you want to play some Atari over at the lair? Got any Funyuns? I don't know what those are. You'll never have a snack like a fried onion when you're 12 years old. Jesus, does anyone? I think you won. Didn't you won, win an award from UCLA for that, that show? No, I actually, uh, the award was from Frito-Lay. <laughs> you know what else is delicious? The, the Seggies. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Reader mailbag returns, and um, how stuffed is the reader mailbag? Is more, it stuffed with missives? More stuffed than our bellies when I serve the little Smokies. <laughs> yeah, I plucked two special letters out of the the mailbag this week. Are you ready, my friend? Fire away. Uh, first one is from uh, Jackson Kelly. In Manchester, England, Jackson writes, having read your article in the new upcoming series of Dallas, was that on your blog? Yeah, yeah. It reminded me that for some time now, I have been puzzled as to why there has been no Stuck in the 80s podcast dedicated to the biggest TV show of the decade, or at least to the soap operas in general, as it was undoubtedly the biggest genre of the 80s. So to celebrate the return of Dallas, you and Sean should don your Stetsons and shoulder pads for one yeehawing episode of Stuck in the 80s. Forever Stuck in the 80s, Jackson Kelly, Manchester, England. Wow. Um, you know, I can honestly say... What were the big soaps? Dynasty? Yeah. That's how I lot, lot well... Did, I kind of became a man. Soap did... <gasps> I love soap. It started in the dun, 70s. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, that was good. You know, you know my memory of uh, soap, um, I don't know if it was... I think it was late 70s. Maybe it, it ended in the 80s. But um, there's... <laughs> I remember watching with my dad once. Not not to not to prolong the dad uh, sidebar, but... Um, there was some joke about Billy Crystal having gonorrhea or something like that and, um, you know, hurting when he peed or something like that. And I'm watching with my dad. And he kind of snickers and he looks over at me and I'm like, <laughs> and he's like, do you understand why that's funny? I'm like, sure. Yeah, no idea. No oh, idea. It's adorable. Like five years later, I'm like, ah, now I get it. God, yeah, when you got gonorrhea. Yeah, exactly. So it was bittersweet. It was a tragic comedy. I still can't hear the song <laughs> Hold Me Now. <laughs> Yeah, no. Um, I never watched an episode of Dallas. Me neither. The whole I shot JR thing. I shot on t-shirts, but I, ne- I never watched Dallas either. Kristen did, And yet right? I think I, uh, I, don't think, know. I think I had some dreams about Charlene Tilton. Jesus, everything around you revolves below the belt. Why, why you got to hurt like that? I'm not trying to hurt you. I was, just, I was 12 years I'm old. Saying, I like you might Charlene want to talk T- to someone about that. Taken care of. All right, our next letter is from Miles in London. And Miles says, hey, guys. Just a note to say thanks for putting The Last Starfighter back on my radar. Excellent. I'm watching it right now and toasting your health. <laughs> the last time I <laughs> thought about this, <laughs> I was 14 or 15 and scanning the rows of video shelves looking for a couple of movies to pass Saturday night. I always managed to find something better, so never got around to seeing it. There is nothing better. There is nothing better. 
than Last Starfighter. You mentioned the soundtrack a few podcasts ago, so I looked up on YouTube. Loved what I heard, so recorded a few nights ago when it happened to be on TV. Just watching it now. I'm reminding of the magic of those great Saturday afternoons in the video store where scouring every shelf was a great was as great an experience as actually watching the movie itself. Very well said, Miles. I also have to live with the shame of choosing girls just want to have fun over the last Starfighter. How can I live with myself? Thanks again for the hours of laughs. I am on holiday now and look forward to having the time to revisit some of your earlier shows. Perhaps you could do a list uh, show on the ones that got away. Straight to video movies that should have got a cinema release. Regards, Miles from London. Hmm. Nice. Starfighter. Give us a little Starfighter. Alex Rogan lives in a small trailer park in the California mountains. He has a dream. Don't get your chance. Important thing is when it comes, you gotta grab it with both hands. Then, one night, a mysterious stranger offers Alex an opportunity he never dreamed of. Who are you? I'm Centauri, and you may. No, you must trust me implicitly. Get in. Nothing Alex Rogan has ever imagined could prepare him for what he is about to experience. Uh Hey. Oh, you're going to love it. The Last Starfighter. There you go. Steve, tell the people where they can send their letters and have them read on this illustrious show. If you have forgotten, our email address is stuckinthe80s80s at tampabay.com. What's happening, hot stuff? Ah, by the sound of the gong, it must be time for mystery movie moment. Pay attention, and I will play the clip from our last show. Oh, my God. Restored! Restored! The score of a century! Club Paradise, my friend. I hated Club Paradise. Really? You love it. I don't love it, it, but it's part of the '80s. You take it for what it's worth. So you, uh, what do you mean? What do you so say? Bad. say I, I want my money back from Robin Williams. It sucked. Robin Williams has made a lot of bad movies. Yeah, he has. This was it's not one of his. And we've made a lot of bad podcasts. <laughs> yes, we have. <laughs> Winners this week include Tom on the Rhine, Diamond Dave Centerode of Ohio, Adam in Amsterdam, <laughs> and the hilarious, the sexy, the here suit. Andrew Sobadi. Pay attention. Here's this week's mystery clip. Stop playing with yourself. It is God. If you know it, email us at stuckinies at tampabay.com and tune in next week to find out if you're a wiener. <laughs> ah, the mystical refrain of name that 80s tune. Hey, we'll play a snippet of a song from the 80s, and if you can get it right, Again, Sean will call you here suit next week. <laughs> Pay attention. Here was the last show's mystery tune. Yes, Naughty Naughty by John Parr. You say that Naughty Naughty video is dirty. Is it dirty? It ought to be. You, no, you once said it's like the dirtiest video of all time. Dirtiest video? Did I say that? No. Nah, sounds maybe, like maybe I dreamt that. Maybe I dreamt it. I'm gonna go watch it on YouTube after the show. By the way, I'm getting exhausted. My like, uh, I haven't had to do this much talking. Long I, time. I know. I'm like so I tired. Oxygen masks for next. Like show. in the old days, we could do like four or yeah. five hours of shows in a day, and I'd be ready for you know 
anything, but now I'm getting sleepy. Uh, this week's winners of Name That A's Tune include Spoon from Topeka, Kansas, Rick V from New Orleans, Soul to Soul, Mark from Cincinnati, now unfortunately in St. Louis, Eric, a.k.a. Flamethrower in Cincinnati, Monica in Olympia, Tommy Doucette in L.A. Are we seeing Tommy? I hope so. Awesome. And you loved him in Star Wars. <laughs> Chris from Winnipeg. I have no idea where that came from. <laughs> Pay attention. Here's this week's mystery clip. If you know it, email us at stuckinnews.tempe.com and tune in the next show to find out if you're a wiener. Welcome back. Your dreams for your ticket out. Hey, this is Jim Withers from Melbourne, Australia, saying a big hello and g'day to all the people in the Stuck in the 80s nation. I look forward to catching up with many of you in LA in about four weeks' time, the big totally 80s, Stuck in the 80s road trip. That's all happening soon. Take care, guys. Speak soon. Catch you later. Cause we got him on the spot Welcome back Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back Welcome back, welcome back And we're back And uh, one last time I'm gonna be sore tomorrow After all this podcasting I'm gonna be sore Yeah, that's what I thought (laughs) Hey, let's talk one more time about the L.A. trip. Yes, the L.A. trip is coming up on Labor Day weekend. Steve and I and some uh, very, very special guests. What's our number two up? 50? No, no, still in the same 30 range. 30 range. September 2nd, Hollywood Bowl. That's right. And then September 3rd, we're going to try to do something fun, the Hollywood Hills, a tour. Yeah, yeah. uh, Which is a little clunky right now, but we'll we'll try try to do something. A lot of L.A. fans are attending this. The concerts, Human League, Berlin, B-52s, and The Fix. Is it sold out? Nah, I don't think it's sold out yet, but it's. I think it's a pretty big venue. Yeah, and um, we've got our tickets. I'm sure there's still you some available. You have a available. ticket for me, right? Yep. yep good. Yep. Good. And um, but the point is that we want to hang out with you, and so we're going to picnic and drink. More importantly, oh, before okay. the concert. Yeah. And then on Saturday, we're going to try to do it. Sean has promised to do a uh, was 80 centric tour of Hollywood. Yeah, Brad in L.A. is kind of taking over the tour yeah, a little bit. Yeah. But I will offer uh, witty asides. And maybe a flask <laughs> of a special liqueur. Do you do you do that? Do you have a flask? I got like three flasks. You don't have. You get one from every like wedding you're in. Every right? wedding I went to, I have so many flasks. Yeah. You know. I can't remember the last time I used one though. Oh, I love. I brought one to. Oh, I shouldn't say that. No, you I know, brought one to a sporting event recently. Really? Yeah, I it came in handy. I have these. I had a little nip. I, just I have these a collapsible Pepsi. ones that I bought Ooh, online. Yeah. That they're they're indestructible. I mean, they're like they're like you know because when I was in high, when I was in college, at University of Florida in the eighties, we Ziploc bags. You know the famous story of me with the Ziploc bags in my pants during the Sting concert, and they exploded all over <laughs> yeah, me, yeah. Like my rum-soaked pants. Well, nowadays someone has beat me to it. Someone obviously took my story to heart and has created these like you know indestructible plastic bags that have little you know plastic thing on the top. You just sneak them in. That's so, nice. That's I have good. them. I own them. I use them when I go on cruises. Maybe. For the LA trip, really? My flasks Wild are like, yeah, you you know exactly. It says like they're like sterling silver, and they say daily on the front. So there's no like I can't say this isn't mine, you know. But uh, yeah, we'll do it up. So LA is going to be fun. We have some uh, you and I got to talk. But we have also some free time out there. How, yeah. are we, how are we going to fill our free time? 
Same way we fill it here. Aww. Are we going to do shows out there at all? Have you I thought about so. that? Yeah. Maybe we'll I'll bring them. We'll do it's something. It's a picnic. <gasps> bring some video. audio. Let's take some we'll audio. video shows. I got the new Spears layer has a webcam. That I, I bet it does. I bet it's got cameras all over that yeah. place. Few that you know my, my apartment is dark and sad these days. It's, it's, not, e- it's very echoey, too. It is. When you talk to me on the phone, yeah, it's it sounds like, like you're talking to them. Like I'm in the Hollywood Bowl. Anyway, it's good to be back in the podcast studio again. We'll be firing out shows at you, hopefully a more regular clip. And we love you all, and thanks for coming back to us, right? Yeah. Did that sound sincere? No. Oh, <laughs> shut up. Yeah, it did. So along with Cameron Crowe, the boys from Duran Duran, and the lousy cast of Stand By Me, <laughs> Sean Daly and I remain hopelessly stuck in the 80s. Stuck in the 80s is produced by the St. Petersburg Times and TampaBay.com. Special thanks to Check Battery Daily for the music for the opening credits. Read our blog at TampaBay.com slash blogs slash 80s. And don't forget to subscribe to the show at iTunes. Hey, hey, it's Steve Spears with TampaBay.com. <laughs> Oh, that's even, it's, not, it's actually a better clip to use in the skit than what I used in the skit. <laughs> hey, hey, it's Steve's, hey, what is it? Hey, hey, it's, yeah, right? What do I say? Is it, hey, hey, welcome to Stuck in the 80s? Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. <laughs>